Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Rob Howley has named his Six Nations squad, and there have been loads of changes. A new skipper, seven uncapped players finally looks as though form is being rewarded. Let's have a look and see if there are reasons to be cheerful. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum Podcast. Welcome to week 16 of the Attacking Scrum Podcast. Well, we asked for uh, changes and Rob Haley has duly delivered them. This week on Fronting Up, we will be looking at whether this uh, gives us reasons to be cheerful ahead of the Six Nations or will it be the same old, same old from Wales. Once again, Dan joins me to uh, to chat through uh, the big issue. Dan, evening. Good evening. How are we doing? Really good. Really yeah. good. Oh, well, really? that's good, yeah. I'm bouncing along. Oh, I'm sensing some positivity there. You tend to be the more positive out of the two of us, in all fairness. Yeah, that's not that hard, though, is it? No, it's not, actually, to be fair. I... You're right up there tonight. Well, yeah, I am, actually. To be fair, hats off. I was uh, very sceptical. I didn't think we'd see um, a squad as, as adventurous as this. So I suppose that's a really pertinent place to start. Do you want to just... Uh, Give us a, a bit of a recap of that squad, what the big stories are. Yeah, so if we look at the seven uncapped players then, we've got Rory Thornton, mm-hmm. the Ospreys, Ollie Cracknell, mm-hmm. Ospreys, Thomas Young of Wasps, yeah. a lot of people talking about him. Yeah, we, uh, we had a good old chat about that last week. Yeah, Alan Davies, Scarlets, Owen Williams, Leicester Tigers, Ashton Hewitt, Yes, the Gwen Dragons. Go on, Ashton. And uh, the informed Stefan Evans, the Scarlets. Yeah. I I, uh, I don't think you could argue with any of those players. Not at all, in no, my opinion. I, I suppose great. the one, the one I would say potentially, Alan Davis hasn't played a lot of rugby. Yeah, he but, hasn't. Uh, but he was magnificent actually at the at the weekend, particularly uh, particularly from kind of after twenty minutes onwards. I thought he was really really good for yeah. Scarlets in their I mean, agonising draw. Obvious one, but that fantastic uh, flat pass wasn't it? That, yeah. Uh, they missed out and landed uh, landing straight and uh, Scott Williams to go over. But yeah, he's you know he's there. He's, mm. he's quite an exciting player, isn't he? The big the biggest story is the fact that he's 
that Howley has gone for seven uncapped players. Mm. Really, that's the that's the story there because he's not known for being a particularly adventurous coach. Yeah, he'll have the uh, he'll have the Welsh public on side when he have the media on side. <laughs> well, more so, more um, so than before. And um, a lot of people have been crying out for Wales to pick on form. Yeah, and that's you know in the main that's 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 happening. Let's start with that then. Really, I was, it was something I was going to ask you a bit later on, but he is rewarding form here, isn't he? Definitely, definitely. Um, and it's it's exactly what's been needed, isn't it? You have to pick on form. And then everything else, everything else will flow from there. It's a much more adventurous squad than we saw in the autumn, where I said actually I wouldn't have minded just seeing a few players like Hewitt and Giles getting in the the squad to start with, yeah, because it would have been a good PR exercise for Howley to show actually he's got kind of at least is uh, you know he's casting the net a bit further afield. So to be fair to him, you know this is a a much more adventurous squad. Is that as a result of the, the kind of the backlash from the autumn? Probably yes. I mean, it's it is a positive. It's a positive step with these uh, these seven uncapped players. But really, they should have been they should have been in the squad for the autumn. So, you know, it's it's good, but it's it's almost happening too late. You know, yeah. a lot of these guys should have had a bit of game time. You know, a bit, a bit of ball in hand before this point. And, and, and arguably, the autumn is an easier time to do that it is. when it's you've yeah. got one off tests rather than. A competition scenario. Now we've got to actually. The most interesting thing is going to be: Are we going to see many of these players feature, and in what games are we yeah. going to see them feature? Well, we'll come onto that in more detail so. in a um, in a sec. But just to kind of finish on the the headlines from the squad, the other one, of course, is Alan Jones takes over as captain. Yeah, um, an obvious move by. Uh, well, we we all thought that would happen, didn't we? And we've been calling for it for a little while. Yeah, and Do it's you, it's been a. A discussion for a couple of weeks, hasn't it? And has been much expected. Yeah. Do you do you think that that was uh, a case of Sam, you know, handing over the uh, the armband then, or was it the WIU sort of enforcing a change? I thought it was Sam to start with, but the more I think about it, and if you watch Howley's press conference, it seems to me much more as though he's told him that Alan Jones is going to be the skipper for Six Nations. Which, if that is the case. You know, would again make you think that he's being a lot more assertive than he was before. Mm, mm. Do you think we'll ever know? You probably will at some point. Yeah. You know, there will be a, you know, either a, a book or an interview that kind of will uh, will shed light on that. But either way, I, I, we, we said it before. I do think it's the right decision. Yeah. So you think it's either a case of how he's come up to him and approached him, or they've had a, they've had a, an open chat and then decided this is what's best. Yeah, I think it's the Welsh Rugby Union or the the management that have decided yeah. it's best for Sam to to relinquish the armband. But as we've said before, I don't think he'll be too... Of course, I'm sure he'll be disappointed, but you know the kind of character that Sam is. He'll just go away now and concentrate on his game. Yeah, and I think it will benefit as a result. It's an interesting point, isn't it? I mean, I know before the last before the last Lions trip, didn't he... Uh... He did. He did something similar. Similar where he, uh, he did, yeah, on the pressure. But um, I'm actually. But then he ended up captain in the Lions, yeah, you know, which well, is presumably a bigger pressure than captain in Wales, which he'd done. Yeah, I for two years prior to that tour. I I firmly believe that he's going to have a monstrous Six Nations. Yeah, I yeah, I, I, really th- I think we'll see. I think we'll see a return to form. I don't want to get kind of sidetracked on this, but I do think that. 
it's kind of been blown a bit out of proportion that Sam's massively out of form. He's not. No, he's not out of form. Yeah. I think because the standards are so high that he's set, I don't think he's playing at that level. He's but also then again, the Blues aren't particularly he's playing fine, a poor yeah. team. Yeah. They were going, they're going backwards at a rate of knots. Um, they are re- they've really struggled for ball carriers, yeah. haven't they? And um, he, if you if you watch his games fairly closely, he's getting through a lot of work. Yeah, and and the game has changed now, as we've said a number of times. Where Sam, circa twenty eleven, up until thirteen, fourteen, maybe even fifteen, you watch him play, and those get, the the laws of the game at that time meant that you could win penalties and win games just by scoring penalties. And mm-hmm. Wales had a game plan that worked to that. So Sam was a very central figure. You could kind of see that. Now the game has has moved on and you need to score tries a lot more readily. He does, yeah, he, he does, you need to, um, you, you almost have to, to get the most out of seeing what Sam does, you have to watch the game back. Yeah. Because he does a lot of the unseen work, he isn't he isn't going on magnificent runs and selling mm. a dummy and going through a gap. It's all the hard stuff, isn't it? Um, um, what he does, he is the best at. Which, which I do think, to come back to having the captaincy given to Alan jones I do think that they're both reasons to be cheerful, actually. I think, one, the the change will kind of do the squad good. Like we said, I've, I've no doubt that Alan jones is a massive voice within that dressing room. But now having the armband, he'll be able to impart some of his vision, which I think will be, will be beneficial. Mm. You know, he's a very experienced captain. He's captained in a, a winning Lions test match. He's captained the Ospreys for a number of years. I think he'll do a very good job at that. And also, I do think Sam is going to heavily feature in these games. And I think we'll see the best out of, out of Warburton I as to- well. Yeah, I totally agree. It's a, it's a, we're, at a, we're at a transition period, aren't we? We need a new voice in that change room. And when Alan Wynn speaks, I think everybody listens. Yeah, absolutely. And, no and, doubt about and that. Sam will not roll over and he'll go, I think he'll go very, very well. Okay. Looking at that squad then, which one player are you most excited about? At the moment, Steph Evans. Okay, yeah, that's a good shout. But it's and if he if he gets if he gets a go. Well, yeah, we'll come to that in a minute. Is that why you've kind of picked him? You think he's one of the more likely new candidates to? I do to think. Feature? Yeah, I do think he's likely to feature because of the, his versatility, um, and in in the in this Italy game, that is where I would use him. Okay, and see how he goes from there. Yeah. What about you? Uh, if I if I'd say one player I was most excited about in the squad, I think it I would be close to saying Evans as well, because I think he epitomises a player who's in form. He's pushed his game on and performed very well for Scarlets in Europe, which you know is a a better benchmark of how good a player is than the Pro Twelve. So. He would definitely be, and likewise, I think he is one of the, the more likely ones to feature. If there was a player who I was, if I thought he was going to feature, I, I would probably say Owen Williams would be a player that I'd be very excited about seeing. I'd like to see him in the mix um, in the centre as well. So out of the new players, it'd be be between those two, but I don't think we're going to see a huge amount of Owen Williams, mm. but I might be wrong. It's, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see where we, where we use him, how we use him, if, if, if at all. Um, well, yeah, this is this is the this is the big question: is is how many of these how many of these new faces are we are we likely to see? I just yeah, I've, I've picked Steph Evans because I think we're more likely to see him, and Owen Williams, I believe, will probably be uh, will, will be on the 
what, what periphery of the yeah, squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Uh, what about Hewitt? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a really exciting player, isn't he? Um, he's got a lot about him. And again, if we, I'd have him, I'd have him in the squad for uh, for the Italy game mm-hmm. um, because thereafter, I think it'll be a it'll be a tough ask. But it'll, depending on how he goes in that uh, in that game, the other uh, the other big inclusion was Thomas Young. Now he has been making headlines constantly. Yeah. And see I think, the Haskell. Well, this is Haskell saying he's yeah. the, the most informed, informed seven. seven in the in the English Premiership. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's uh, if, that, that, if that is the case. I mean, players. I don't watch as much of the Premiership as I, you know, as uh, as maybe some others. But what I have seen of him has been really, really impressive. And if he is the best seven in that, then you're gonna be hard pushed to leave him out of a match day twenty three. Because that league's way more competitive than ours. It's going to be it's going to be difficult. Yeah, I mean, he, firstly, yeah, it's great that he's in he's in the squad. Yeah, but he could not be ignored. Could he? He could. He couldn't. He can't play any better. Um, and then, yeah, if he can't play any better, does he? Does he? You know, does he start and does he? Does he feature in the squad? Well, um, yeah. I think the slight sort of get out that Wales could have is that he's going to be joining the squad. He won't have the full two weeks, and so. I believe we won't see him feature in the Italy game, okay? Because they'll use that, and 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 maybe that's right as well that he won't have the the preparation time to be with the team. Um, but I do think we'll we'll see him feature against England. The other th- well, that's a big that's a big statement. Mm. Okay, well, yeah. Let's actually. I was I was going to ask, do we think he's a six or a seven? But you might well answer that by saying how you think he's going to feature against England. I believe we might well see him feature at uh, at seven against England. Right. What he are you know, basing this on? Well, he knows he knows a lot of the players. Yeah. Um, I just think for his first, if we look at for his first cap, um, being you know in the, in the millennium crowd behind him, mm-hmm. he's got all the hallmarks from going out there and having an absolute stormer. And um, I don't think ultimately he'd be phased because he knows he knows a lot of the lot of the chaps he'd be up against. Um, and it would be it'd be a really bold move again to see him see us do something like that with Falatau back at eight then um and then six we'd have um in that game we'd probably look at uh, look at having Sam there yeah okay a really, um, really exciting exciting back on a change again yeah I, I think he's got I think he's got to feature really because if you were going to put someone in just as a just as a fringe squad player. It wouldn't be a player based in England, would it? You know, you'd pick yeah. someone based at one of the regions. So I do, I do think he's going to feature actually, but I think it's going to be off the bench, he's... and I think it's going to be off the bench against Italy. Mm. I, I don't know whether he works on, on the his... bench though, because of because of where he plays. I don't. I I believe he's got to start in one of the games, mm. um, or I could see him missing out. But if he is a seven, do you pick him ahead of Tipperick? Yeah, I think we we need to we need to change. We need to mix it up. So certain games Tipperick plays, and other and other games he can. They're they're different players. Offer something. Yeah, and they've got they've got similar attributes, but they do they are they are different. Um, and why not? I think we can we can do something really positive here and change things up. It'll keep them guessing. And yeah. They will be if we if we look at it, they will be England will be worried by that. They'd be worried facing Tipperick, but I believe. 
for them, they'd be they'd be probably be more worried actually facing facing this chap Young. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you might be right. I mean, he's obviously had an impact against a lot of those players in the yeah. in the league. I, yeah, I can't I can't necessarily see that. I know it's a massive. It'd be a, it, 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 it's a massive statement, and it would be it's highly unlikely. But I think it would be it would be great if we did do something like that. It would, but all of this, you know, the, the, this whole overarching theme of does this give us reasons to be cheerful essentially comes down to whether Howley's got yeah. the kahunas to, to to pick these boys and to, to make fundamental changes. It's just great that we can have these chats, isn't it? That, you know, say that would be the back, you know, you can mix up that back row, so many different options. Yeah. Um, and so much of it, for me, depends on whether Falatau is, is in there or not, because... There's a lot of talk about Alan Wynne Jones being first on the team sheet. Yeah, um, and yes, rightly so. But uh, but Toby Falato. Yeah, I mean he's something else. He is, but we haven't seen a lot of Toby this season. You know, he played one game for Bath, got injured, yeah. was rushed back by Wales, and that was that wasn't a bold selection. To be fair, he played very well when he came. We could see how important he was when he when he he moves the difference. Wasn't yeah, he? and yeah, he is. I mean, he is another level he's such a proven world class player for me and I do think he's world class but again we've, we've got a big reliance on Toby I think huge reliance yeah and I think you can probably get away with it against Italy without uh, without playing Toby but you're going to be wrapping him in cotton wool because you don't you're not going to want to face England without him so you wouldn't you wouldn't go with you wouldn't rush him back for the not year. at all no I, I wouldn't either. no I think he's such a great athlete as well that he looks after his body and you know obviously he's got an injury and it's the, it's the same knee same isn't it knee, I think yeah, yeah. so you do not want to be rushing him at all and if he's not fit for England you can't risk him either yeah. because he is such an important player something we um, haven't touched on yet is this is the first six nations we've played with bonus points as well so maybe this could be something that, that forces Howley's hand do you think that had anything to do with the squad selection? yeah I think it probably has had a has, has, an, has had an effect really Um We've got more, more excited. It's a more exciting squad than than I can remember, in 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 many a year. Um, and we need to go out. We need to go out and score, don't we? And also with the you know some of the forwards, some of the chaps we brought in, they're they're ball players, aren't they? You know Thomas Young. Yeah. He, he knows what he's doing with the ball in hand. Um, and there, um, there do look to be more more ball playing forwards in this squad. You know, Young is certainly probably the the most obvious of the new candidates. But then also someone like. We know what Tipper is capable of doing. In fact, this is that is that's the one area of his game that no one has ever questioned is his yeah. ability in the wide channels and with the ball. But there's also players, you know, Ken Owens is a big physical player, but he's not shy of an offload or two. Rob Evans, likewise, um, in the front yeah. in the front row. Nicky Smith. Yeah, Nicky Smith is a very mobile prop forward. So it's, Alan Wynn's obviously worked, he's really got the offloading game going, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, he loves an offload, doesn't he? He's trying sort of four or five a game now, isn't he? Um, so yeah, it is. It's, it's we should see a more, a more, a more attacking Wales. Well, this is the big but question, and this was our very first podcast, and it's something that crops up periodically: is do we have the personnel capable of playing a more attacking style of rugby? We definitely do. We just need to play them, yeah, and find the right combinations. But also, importantly, you know, don't play this open, expansive game from everywhere, which yeah. is what we were guilty of doing in the autumn internationals. When it when it's on, we, we we you know we go wide, but when it isn't, we truck it up. Yeah, which has to which has to be done. You yeah. know, it's the 
that horrible rugby cliche of playing in the right areas and earning yeah. the right to go wide. Well, you, it's not about earning the right to go wide. You start, you go wide when it's on. Absolutely, yeah, definitely, and it's 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 so true that isn't it? And um, we just need to remember that we lost that. I think in the autumn internationals, we panicked. It was a headless chicken stuff at a lot of. We're just throwing it around, yeah. offloading left, right, and centre. And we need to get back to, uh, to 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 you know to, to going forward basically, and then and then going wide when it's on. Um, and if we remember that with this squad, I'm I'm pretty optimistic. I'm always optimistic. You, well, you yeah, you're certainly the more optimistic of the two of us. We're going in as underdogs, uh, which we which we quite like to be. That is true, isn't it? It's a weird thing. Yeah. I don't know if it's part of the Welsh. Well, it probably is part of the Welsh psyche. Of I fancy being... putting a couple of couple of quid on the the, the odds are all right, I believe. And um, yeah, if we can get the combinations right and actually be bold enough to pick these boys. We could cause we could cause some cause some problems. There's the two the two big ifs there for me though. Do you think we Do you think we will? I, no, I don't think he's going to go for a particularly bold selection in the first game. I might be wrong, but I'm not sure he's he's going mm. to do that. And the other the other thing I think is that the opposition is vastly improved as to what we've faced in years gone by when we've gone in knowing that we're able to beat everyone. I mean, England, they're in an absurdly good run of form. Ireland have just beaten the All Blacks. Scotland are massively improved. France is a bit of a cliche. You never know what you're going to get, but I think they're on the right track compared to recent times. And then the Italians are definitely moving forward. I mean, their club teams might be garbage, but Conor O'Shea is a good coach. He's a really shrewd coach who I rate a lot. And I do think that yeah, they're going to progress did. under him. Yeah, you know, and they, they beat South Africa. I know we beat South Africa as well, but they did beat South Africa in the autumn. So, of all the times to be playing Italy, you don't want to be playing them first up in Rome. That's the hardest possible time to play them because they tend to have their best games at the start. Wales start slowly, so I think you know I, there are reasons to be cheerful in that squad. But I do also think that we have to be quite measured about this. I certainly don't think we're going to be winning the six. You're not, going to, be, you're not going to be putting on a couple of quid then. I'm not going to be putting a couple of quid on that. I was going to ask you to pop me a ten, and we'll go in on. Uh... No, I'm going to save it for Cheltenham Festival. Cheltenham Festival. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm I'm feeling all right, and uh, it's if we can get that win against mm. Italy, it's a massive game then against uh, against England. And I they've they've got weaknesses, England for me, and the back row. If we can get the back yeah. row right, is where we can do a job. Um, and that's where we've got to be. Uh, we've got to do something different. I'm starting to get excited about this now. Yeah, actually, yeah. just thinking about oh, yeah, that. See you yeah, bouncing yeah. now. Just, he is. just thinking about that He's game. About like, to take off. Which, um, which I've said before, I don't actually enjoy anymore. Like, well, yeah. it's, it's too nerve wracking. But the thought of putting one over on them is, you know, it doesn't matter. You could be the most miserable person in the world, but that the thought of that gets oh, you off, doesn't it? Yeah. Can you imagine just ending the run, ending the run of wins? What would Eddie Jones say after that? I can't wait to hear his Oh, so look, you know, wow's a very good day. You, know, you find some excuse yeah, in me. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be that'd be spectacular. Um, uh, I've got slightly sidetracked by daydreaming there, but I have been definitely the more pessimistic of the two of us, um, generally, but particularly tonight as well. I'm going to throw a reason to be optimistic now, though. Come on in. The coaching setup, a couple of shrewd appointments, I think. So the most recent of these being Ben Ryan, who we'll come on and chat about probably in part two because he's not going to be involved in the senior setup. But nonetheless, it's good to see that kind of decision making from the from the uh, the suits at the WIU. Yeah, he's leaving leaving the basketball behind, isn't he? 
and uh, and coming uh, yeah coming over to Wales. Yeah, so I think that's a good appointment. I think. Yeah, he's. Um, I mean, he was at the uh, he was at this rugby writers dinner that I went to, and he. Um, he oh, spoke... you remember some of it, do you? Yeah, that was that was relatively early on, yeah. so I can. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's still a little bit foggy, but he um, he spoke really well. He 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 got you, you know, in the room, um, and I think he'll. We we need to, we need we need to change. We have systematic problems, don't we? We all know that. And he, if he's brought in to sort a lot of this out, I think it's uh, it's a clever it's a clever appointment, really clever appointment. Yeah, and if he can if he can help bring some new techniques to the next generation of Welsh coaches, that would be that would be something that'd be great to see. So you know, we're sat here in sat here in a couple of years' time, and we're really optimistic about the Welsh coaches and what they're bringing to the setup. I can see you smiling at the thought of doing this for the next couple of years. <laughs> the other, uh, the other appointment I think is is a good one, and we haven't really spoken about it on this podcast. Is is Alex King? Now, that's yeah. a short term one, but got some pedigree. Yeah, he has got some. He has got some pedigree, isn't he? He was, a, he was a, very much a, a kicking ten, wasn't he? Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know. But, I think he had a bit. I think he had a bit more to his game than that. Yeah, Alex, with, particularly in his his kind of in his younger his, young, his younger years. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I mean, he. He was he was a magnificent kicker, though, wasn't he? But it doesn't necessarily mean that because he was because he kicked the ball a lot that he that is what he believes in. He's got, by all accounts, he's got a great rugby brain, and uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be it's going to be interesting to see how he how he goes. But we've moved, you know, again, we've the WA have brought in some some different personnel, and so we have to see this as as, as positive steps, don't we? Yeah, we do. I, I would have liked to have seen someone like King come in. When uh, when Gatland agreed to carry on, as we said before, you know I don't think Gatland should be off with the Lions, mm. and I think he would have benefited from having a fresher coaching setup with people like King in there, adding something new because the yeah. backs has always been the bit that you know the attacking variation had always been the bit that wasn't there really. Well, there's a fair bit of symmetry, isn't there? With all, all these changes, should have happened before. Yeah, you're you know, right. With the squad and also the appointments of coaches and consultants. You know, a lot of people have been saying we need a consult. You know, we need we need these people in earlier. But you know, it's 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 it all, we're always a bit slow in Wales, and um, now we've done it. So let's see what happens. Yeah, no, I, I think that is uh, that is genuinely something that that we will see a benefit from uh, when the Six Nations rolls around. So just kind of um, as we as we start to wrap this up now. All in all, I'm sensing you are excited and optimistic about six, got, uh, about the Six Nations. We've got, we've got to be, haven't we? I'm always excited about the Six Nations. Um, and the way in which the games fall, we can uh, we can surprise a few people here. There are weaknesses. There are weaknesses in that England team. Mm. Okay, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think they are. I think they're a very good team unit. But there are still the weaknesses that have been there for a little while. And you're probably right. I think they would kill for a for a seven like Thomas Young. Yeah, are the, which yeah. Ollie, who was on last week, said you know as much that. You know, with him being an England fan, he would have liked to have seen him or a player of that standard playing for England. And it isn't it isn't going to be long either before they've got you know Underhill Underhill come in out ten out seven, and they'll be once they've got that they'll be near enough they'll be near enough complete with a few other a few other tweaks. So it's a, it's a cracking opportunity which won't be around there for which won't be around for that much longer. Okay, I'd be a little bit more measured and say that absolutely the squad is is something to be. Optimistic about, and who knows? Maybe Howley has to throw throw the dice here because he didn't didn't have a good autumn, but he won three games. If he rolls the dice 
and it comes off. He's almost got a shot to nothing here. Because mm. I don't think at the moment, if they had to make a decision tomorrow, I don't think Rob Haley would get the job, do you? Not at the moment, no. But he's got a Six Nations ahead of him, which if they come out and play some some good rugby and you know finish in a decent position in the table, then all of a sudden he's, he's onto something he's, much bigger, isn't he? He's King Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be loving him. Well, look, you know, I'm... I may be pessimistic, but I'll be big enough that if I've been won over during the Six Nations, I will, I'll take my hat off and say, okay, cool, I got it wrong. Yeah. I'd much rather Wales won than oh, me yeah. be right. Yeah. You know, there's there's um, plenty of time for that with other things. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, I don't know. Certainly, it's um, it is a it's a very encouraging squad, and I think we'll hopefully see a much better a much better performance, providing that he's got the. Um, He's got the balls to pick him. If we play, if we pick a lot of the players we want to see, and we play a slightly different brand of rugby, but we lose, a, you know, a, a, the vast majority of the games, would you, would you, would you keep Howley on because we've we've developed a, a slightly different style, or would you, you know, it's, or would you just say uh, no because we've lost? Great question, because we won in the autumn and he didn't. Yeah, I, you know, I think you're right. I think the performance is a big part of it, and if we are competitive in those games, but then you know, if you're competitive, you think, oh, well, maybe we should have won it. So oh, it's a really, really difficult thing to answer. I ask that because it's such a difficult position for him. Mm. When you look at it, it's so, so, it's so, so tricky, isn't it? Because we all, a lot of us, will say, look. Um, we want to see us build towards the you know the next World Cup. We want to see us blood. You know, we, that. we want to see us blood these youngsters. But if we lose, you know, if we lose to Italy and then we go on and lose to to, to England and then you know, oh, we're on a, we're on a, um, um, a hide um, into nothing. No. Yeah, and and they go and it tumbles from there. But we play these. We play the people that that that, that, that we all want to see play, and it goes and it goes badly wrong. Um, but we do play a little bit of exciting rugby in there. Do we then say that you know he's he's changing the style? He's making he's making big calls, and we back him. It, it's such a the thing. Is I think those calls, as we said, had to be made in the autumn. Yeah. That was the time to try it, and to reward form, and yeah. to try different personnel in there. And he went with the tried and tested yeah. players who worked for the the Warren Ball mechanic. You know, you have to pick the right personnel according to what you. So we could say he's created more pressure on himself. Yeah, by he picking, has. By picking these players now, and you know, if we're throwing in, you know, Ashton Hewitt on the bench against uh, against Italy in the Six Nations, he's coming on for his first cap in a, you know, in a, an absolute cauldron over there. Um, it, or is he going to? Is he going to go with the try and test? It? It's 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 right on him, isn't it? This is yeah. make or this is make or break. Yeah, it is absolutely. And but that's why you paid the big money. That's why you are paid the big money, and that's why I think there is such negativity about him. Is your fundamental job as as head coach is you have to make the tough calls. Yep. And he didn't do that in the autumn. Whether that be with the squad selection, the team versus Australia, not bringing on, not giving Sam Davis more rugby, not you know picking Giles on the in the twenty three, but then not bringing him on yep. for the last you know for for any for any game against um, Japan. And if he if he had have done those things. You know, I think you, we might be looking at it through a slightly different lens, but ultimately, if he didn't make those calls, then that's why he's so on the back foot now. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to make it quite sound quite simple now, but I, I, I truly believe we can go very, very well if we pick um, 
we we stick with a lot of the combinations we've had, but we tweak. We make we we put in you know probably two two uncapped players in the starting lineup, and we have maybe two uncapped on the bench. Um, so it's enough of a change, but we we keep some of the combinations still there. We can we can we can we can play some exciting stuff. Well, I'm excited to see what team you would select. And we'll be having a look at that in part two. So on that cliffhanger, uh, that brings us to the end of this week's Fronting Up. Uh, as always, love to hear your thoughts. So uh, do drop us a line on Twitter at Attacking Scrum, facebook.com slash Attacking Scrum. Uh, leave us a review if you can. So coming up in part two, we've got all the week's um, news from the regions, look ahead to some European rugby, and we'll also be finding out who we would select for that uh, all-important game against Italy. Coming up very, very shortly. Tons of fire on Idris flaring, news of O'Mahony declaring, two heroities all daring, call you Harlech Man. Sports Social Podcast Network.